ladies and gentlemen, we're back, we are live. You are listening to the 4 All Hours Podcast, I hope you are doing well. I hope your week's been well. It's been a week. It's been a week. Absolutely huge. Um, yeah, hey, welcome to the podcast. I hope everyone's doing well. I'm doing well. What a change, you know? It's amazing how quickly shit can just just change, you know? Because, you know, <laughs> last week I don't think I delved into it too much on the podcast, but, like, the Monday before I um, was moving, I I genuinely had not felt that bad in a very long time. And now we're, like, what, almost two weeks removed, and I have a uncomfortably large god complex about me. Mm. I don't know why. I just do. Um, so, one week, so, before, I have a heap of shit I want to talk about, because, um, I actually did some, (laughs) like, research and shit for the podcast, um, but I just wanted to talk about, you know, the last week, because it has been, like, when people say their life is like a movie, it's like, yo, my life a movie, you hear it in, like, every other rap song. Um, this is what I imagine they mean. Well, this is my interpretation of it. Because, like, alright, let's start from the start. I last recorded on a Sunday, I think. It is also Sunday. Maybe it'll be a recurring date. Maybe I'll actually get the timeline down. Um, so Sunday, I recorded Monday, officially moved in, hired a truck, (laughs) Had to drive, like, a five-ton truck all day, which was terrifying. Um, moved all my shit in. Uh, had dinner. <laughs> Paid my siblings with dinner because um, they helped me move in throughout the weekend. And there's a really nice Indonesian place around the corner, um, which is good. <laughs> like, it's modern Indonesian too. It's like Indonesian fusion. Um, and the food's really good, which is nice. And, um, yeah, I can see myself sinking a lot of money in that shop because, yeah, really good Indonesian food, especially like modern Indonesian food. Um, definitely hard to come by around these parts. Like there's a place on Swanson street called Nalayan, which is just like classic, um, like street food, but this is more upscale, I'd have to say. Um, so that was Monday, Tuesday, Tuesday was just like me putting the pieces together, um, finding a place for everything, doing some online shopping, getting some stuff for the apartment, going for a walk. I think I sat in, um, Flagstaff gardens for a bit, a lot actually just took in the sun and then (laughs) Wednesday onwards is where it gets like. Uh, a dicey. So Wednesday morning, normal day, right? I have teaching at four o'clock. Um, had all the kids all together, which was really nice. It was good to see everyone. Uh, we were dancing in the car park because the oval had pesticides on it. And then I went, didn't go home, went straight to the pub, right? I organized to go hang out with um, my workmates from Ladida. Just like, yeah, we'll just catch up at the 
the animal. Shout out Hotel Animal, the 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 local. Now, oh, had some long nights. So I got there at like seven. Didn't have dinner, and then we just like started drinking and whatever. Oh, Must have got there at like seven thirty, <laughs> and then we're just like having a casual drink. And then we're just like, we should just buy jugs. Like, yeah, I mean, it's fiscally responsible. Then Sam goes to buy drinks, comes back with fireball shots. I was like, oh boy. (laughs) So this is where the night is going, huh? This is what we're doing? Hold on. Hold up. (laughs) Wait a minute. Something ain't right. Yeah, it's uh, something did not end right. Um, Hmm. Excuse me, I'm mid-coffee. Um, but yeah, I started bringing out shots and then we're like, okay, we're on. So, a couple of hours go by, more jugs, uh, more fireball shots, tequila shots. We had a Jamaretto, which is really nice. If you haven't had a Jamaretto shot, would recommend. Half Jameson, half Amaretto. All flavour. <laughs> no, it's really nice though. Um, And then, like, it must have been about 11.30 or 12. And then we were just like, we should, um, like, just go. <laughs> and we're just like, we should, you know, go kick it at someone's house. Because we, we all live in, like, the same three-block radius, which is really handy. Um, <laughs> and Emily, um, the other <laughs> other one who was there, so it was me, Sam, and Emily, like, we should go to the bottle shop. Went to the bottle shop. She was like, you know what's a really good idea? Jaeger bombs. I was like, good grief. Babes, it is 11.30 on a Wednesday. I'll buy the Red Bull. <laughs> so, I buy a pack of Red Bull. M buys the Jaeger. And then Sam buys Buckfast. I don't know if you've ever had Buckfast. I highly doubt it. Because it is just such like a niche alcohol. It's very UK. Um, my old boss, oh, my old bar supervisor, Kelvin the most Scottish man I've ever met, um, drinks it by the litre. It's, like, low in standards, but it's really nice. It's, like, sweet tonic wine. It's almost like cherry wine. It's super... It's fun. I like it. It's just really sweet. Um, And then we came back to my place, which was, like, half furnished, and we were just sitting around sinking Jaeger bombs. And then we drank, like, an entire bottle of vodka between the three of us. And then by the time we, like, started taking everyone home, M was in, like, all sorts. She, like, could not stand up straight. <laughs> so we were stumbling down King Street at, like, one thirty on a Thursday. Like, it was the blind leading the blind out there. It was fucking ridiculous. But <laughs> it was it was fun. It was good to see them. Um, Thursday. Thursday, um... I just did some more, like, shopping for this joint. And then um, I planned to catch up with Ash. We were just, like, having a beer after work. So I was just like, yeah. Oh. He, he um, went back home over the weekend. I was like, yeah, we'll catch up for a beer after you finish work. Um, so we got to the pub at, like, five. Went to the King Hotel on King Street. And we just started, like, you know, drinking. They have uh, Carlton in those giant 
copper drums. So, like, Carlton actually tastes kind of nice out of that. Um, five o'clock, it gets to about seven, and then, like, the racing comes on. So this is, like, a big sports bar. So we were just, like, sitting there having a chat, and then, like, the cricket came up on one screen. There's, uh, like, all-night racing on the other screen. And in the middle screen, uh, this is what I love about this part, which is, <laughs> which is why I go there, like, a fair bit. Um, they have NBA Game Pass. So the Thunder played during the day and won um, against the Lakers and, like, um, tied the biggest comeback in franchise history. And the guy comes up to me, like, the bar manager, um, and he was just like, oh, I've noticed you've been watching the NBA. Is there a game you want to play? It's like, what? I can choose? I get to choose? I was like, yeah, fuck it. Put the Thunder game on. Gets to, like, 9.30. Um, <laughs> the Thunder game's on. The cricket's on. Ash is having a punt at every second race. That comes on that TV. I was like, fuck, we are in for a long one. Gets to about 11. <laughs> so we've been drinking for, like, six hours. And then 11 o'clock, we were just like, oh, we'll detour by the animal. Uh, hotel animal. Shout out to everyone who works there. <laughs> Um, just chilling at the bar, and we're just like, you know what's a good idea? <laughs> Jaeger bombs. <laughs> so me and Ash are sitting at the bar. We're having our beers. Um, we, I reckon we genuinely had about half a dozen Jaeger bombs before we left, and like Yaz was <laughs> Yaz was pouring it all up. Just like, yeah, do you want a shot of Jameson? And I was like, fucking hell, are you trying to kill me? So we all had a shot of Jameson. It was, I got home. Actually, I barely got home. I like stumbled out. It was must have been 12.30. So after drinking for like seven and a half hours, stumbling down King Street, and I almost made it home. And then I just like stopped um, <laughs> like on the corner of my street and just threw up everywhere. Like throw up eight hours worth of content. That is the worst way to describe throwing up, by the way. <laughs> I throw up the last eight hours of content. Um, and yeah, uh, Jager and Red Bull on the way up is woof. A bit rough. Woke up Friday morning dusty as fuck. Um, and one thing that I've noticed is that this is the first time I got really, really drunk and like have major like, dark spots in my memory. Because, like, I'll remember big events, right? Like, not big events, but just, like, uh, let's say milestones in the night kind of thing. But then, like, in between, woof. Anyway, so Friday. <laughs> that was And that was only Wednesday and Thursday where I got catastrophically drunk. Friday, woke up feeling less uh, less than ideal. Um, went out for breakfast because I felt like shit and didn't want to cook. And then, oh, had teaching, um, which was supposed to be outside, but um, it was two hours before, like, the rules changed. And uh, my boss was just like, yeah, just take me inside the studio. Who cares? It's like, yeah, fine, whatever. <laughs> it's better than doing Zoom. Because, um, yeah, obviously, like, the torrential rain 
and hurricane-esque winds made it a, a dicey to dance outside. So, mm. so Friday, went to teaching, uh, came back here, got all dressed up, and then uh, went to Emily's place to celebrate her 21st, two months later. Um, but yeah, that was really fun. It was good to see everyone in the same house. We were at Banks' place for a bit. Um, I absolutely fucking ruined everyone at beer pong. <laughs> I mean, as I should as the token straight man of the group. Um, and the guy who just, you know, watches the sports for a living. It was my duty. <laughs> um, and then we went out to the Prov again. Another classic, classic night at the Prov. We were hanging out, and and this is what I mean by like I do not remember a lot from the night. Like we get to the Prov, and like I barely remember getting there. Right, I remember having a shot of tequila with Mish at the bar. Then there's a giant gap. Then I remember buying Emily a drink. Because it. I was like, yeah, it's your birthday. I buy everyone whose birthday it is a drink. That is my rule. And then I remember having like a very... <laughs> a large D&M with Mish at the table. And then after that, it's like... I remember being back at Banks' place. Like, there's, like, hours of shit that I just do not remember. Which I'm not entirely sure is a good thing. But, you know, we move. That was Friday. And then I just went home. Um, after we hung out at Banks for a bit. Saturday. What did I do yesterday? Oh, um, went shopping. <laughs> Kmart was open. I went to Kmart, bought some stuff for the house. Um, it was so busy. Like, and lucky I got there, like, kind of in the morning, because otherwise, like, Jesus. I walked past there in the afternoon, lying out the door. So, yeah. <laughs> went to Kmart, got some stuff. Made It made me anxious. Like, so anxious. So many people. I'm just not used to it. Um, and then Alia came over, she brought me a microwave, she was like, I want to buy a new microwave, my one's shit, and I was like, yeah, sure, free microwaves, say less, um, we did some admin stuff, sorting out bills and transfer of payment, and whatever, and then, what do we do after that, oh, she went and bought me a really nice knife block, <laughs> it was, it's fucking ridiculous, Alia makes money for fun, right, so... I told her, she was like, well, what what do you want your housewarming gift to be? I was like, I really need a knife block. So we went to house, and I was like, oh, these knife blocks are nice, but I was just like, I'm not paying $1,400 for a knife block, right? And then, but like, because it's house, they're always like 75% off. She's like, oh, it's only $400. <laughs> he said, it's only $400, like, ushers the guy over. He's like, yeah, can we get one of these, please? I was like, what the fuck? I'm not letting you spend $400 on an knife block. She's like, oh, no, too late. Like, 
the fuck? <laughs> like maybe I need to <laughs> get into what you're doing. She does like manual labor for a living at the moment. Um, so she's going to do her apprenticeship in like fitting, um, like industrial level fitting. Um, <laughs> she gets paid out the fucking ass for it. Like, yeah, four hundred dollar knife lock, sure. <laughs> she's buying herself like a eighteen hundred dollar couch, which comes with like LED lights and built in USB ports. It's like, wow, you really just have money for fun. <laughs> and and on top of it, she actually enjoys what she does, which you love to say because like I could do that, right? Anyone could do it. But, like, the fact that she loves to do that kind of stuff is, like, cool. I wish the stuff I love to do paid really well. (laughs) Like, being a bartender does not pay that well. Dance teaching does, but there's not enough of it. Barista doesn't. Dancer, period, doesn't unless you're just, like, that guy. And there is 1% of the world that is that guy. Or woman, when it comes to dancing. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, actually, one thing on Friday that made me realise that I'm just like, at one day, going to be like a high school teacher. I was just like, I had this moment where I was just like chatting with the kids. And I was like, this is, why do I not hate you guys? I've, I've done an entire backflip on children, I think. And the concept of like, being around them and like potentially having them. I feel like I've 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 turned into a dad, like an actual dad. Big dad vibes coming from this way. Um but yeah, that was my week. I didn't even include yesterday, Saturday. After uh all the shopping with Alia, dressed up, went out by myself. <laughs> I was like Look, I've moved into the city, right? And this is one thing that kind of snuck past me until, like, Friday when Mish was just like, we're going to go around the circle and say one bad thing and one good thing. I was like, that's really nice, Michelle. Um, But, like, I don't achieve things that, like, overarching goals that I have very often, if at all, right? Because, like, I have very lofty ambitions for myself and... um. Often I fall short, and that's fine, you know. We all fall short sometimes. But it, it's it's a very small thing, but I was thinking, I was just like, since I was like 12, since even earlier, like since Dad took me to my first footy game when I was like six, and then, you know, every time we'd come to the footy, we'd hang out at the city, we'd go out, we'd have dinner, I've always maintained since a young age, if I could live on top of Flinders Street Station, I would. And moving into this place, I'm not that far off. I live in a 22nd floor apartment just outside, like in the grid, uh, in that city grid. Like, I was just thinking about it like yesterday and I was like, wow, uh, (laughs) this is why I'm in a good mood. Because, like, in the back of my brain, I have achieved something that I have wanted for a very long time. It's a small thing. It costs a <laughs> more money than I'd like it to, but 
<laughs> I did it. I motherfucking did it. That's exciting. I don't know, man. I'm just happy for myself. And <laughs> posted a fire photo on Instagram. Bro, that, fo- that fo- man, I have never felt more attractive in my life. Sorry. I looked hard. Um, oh, hello, neighbors. <laughs> neighbors across the way, just give me a wave. Um, but yeah. So all things are coming up Millhouse. I think that's how the saying goes. But yeah, fun times. Living life. Um, I am very excited to get back to work, though. Because um, I was at the bar. When was it? When am I not at the bar, just quietly? I was talking to, like, Henry and Yaz and Mac. All the bartenders, and they were just like, yeah, happy to be back, but I'd rather be on the other side of the bar. I was like, yeah, I am cherishing, like, all the time I have before I get back to la because I know la is going to be an absolute fucking shit show. Like, it is going to be brutal. Because from what I can tell, hmm, not many people are coming back. And, like, it's, it's me, Sam, M, other Sam, maybe Lexi, maybe um, Izzy, and that's about it. Hopefully Christian. But, yeah, like, we need, like, 15 staff, at least. And that's just the bartenders. Oh, not 15. Probably 10, but a lot. And, yeah, I, it's nervous. I'm nervous. <laughs> I was talking to... Sam on the Wednesday, he was just like, I'm going to ask for a raise. And I was like, I'd like a raise. Because, uh, actually, <laughs> back to Thursday, I had a job interview at this um, fine dining place called Society. And it, like, pays $30 an hour or something ridiculous. And I was like, wow, that... And it's like $40 on a Saturday. I was like, eh, I could take it, but, like, eh, I don't know if I want that. Like, everyone, I walked in, and I was, like, um, wearing black pants. I think I was wearing my Air Forces and just, like, a button-up shirt. And I walk in, like, everyone is black pants, white shirt, and tie. I was, like, I feel very underdressed. But on the good side, I know that place exists now because I, that would be an amazing day place. Society, 80 Collins Street. It's like walking into New York ballroom in the 50s, like a casino in the 50s kind of thing. It is like swanky as fuck. So, yeah. Cool. That's been my week. And here's to the next week being even better. Um, I'm excited to get back into the swing of things. Of just, you know, life and all that jazz. All right, what have I got on this week? Um, oh, I okay, a bit of music stuff. So I re-listened to Beyonce by Beyonce, her self-titled, came out in 2013. Um, and that album is still so, so good. I'm thinking at some point I might just like, because I have time, like just uh, do like retro, is it retrospective? Like, just review older albums. Because, like, the album reviews that I've done recently are just, like, new. Like, new releases I've done. What did I review? I've reviewed the Ariana Grande one. I reviewed the Doja Cat one. I reviewed 
Drake kinda, Kanye kinda, Tyler kinda. Like I just like I'll go back and review. I don't know Three Rings by T Pain. So a seminal work, by the way. Uh, but yeah, listen to Beyonce. And the best thing about this album, and I remember exactly where I was when it dropped, because there was no rollout, there was no advertising. Quite literally, just like one day in December in like 2013, she was like, "New album." And it's like one of the best R&B albums of all time. Fight me, sorry. <laughs> and one that is like uh, stayed in rotation, uh, Rocket. Like, there there aren't many songs, and to be honest, many things in life that make me feel like I need a cigarette after it. Genuinely, after I finish listening to Rocket, I'm just like, Ooh, I could go for a cigarette, <laughs> like... That song is unbelievable. Unbelievably horny. And bro, Jay-Z got it like that? Jay-Z really in that? That is possibly the worst sentence I've ever said. Um, But yeah, Beyonce by Beyonce. Still a great album. I love listening to like music that I loved in like my formative years and listening back to it. And I was like, okay, it's still good. Thank God. Um, cause yeah, I, I used to listen to a lot of like obviously R and B and rap, but I also listened to like, um, not metal, like pop punk. I was like, Oh, this does not hold up for me. <laughs> Actually. All right. More music. Listen to all the right reasons by Nickelback. Nickelback severely overhated, by the way, all the, uh, oh, well, to be fair, they have like two good albums. Um, all the right reasons. If it came out today, woof. So the lyrics in there are dicey, to say the least. But it still holds up. Sorry. So far away, huge. So far away for far too long. I keep reading. Oh, track. <laughs> Surprisingly good ballads from a rock group. Um, but yeah, and new music. Alina Baraz is careening up my list of favourite R&B artists. Um, she just came out with a new EP called Moongate, um, and it is amazing. Because um, she came out with Sunbeam, like, two weeks ago. She was like, you want another EP? I was like, yes. Also, Alina Baraz, you trying to get married, like, she is so fine. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> She's so attractive. Shit. Anyway. Um, Alina Baraz, Moongate. Maze is one of my favorite songs of the year. It's so good. Um, and I feel like she's one of the few who are staying true to, like, the R&B sound. Like, her sound hasn't changed. Uh, I don't know where I'm going with this. But it's just, it's just like, it gives me all the good, warm R&B vibes. It's a beautiful voice, too. Um, so, yeah, Sunbeam, Moongate. I listened to um, It Was Divine all the way through yesterday while I was making dinner. Huge. Amazing. Just, just really good at setting the mood. Um, and that, oh, her and Khalid, 
they have like five or six songs together. They are all absolute bangers. Um, they just go so well together. They are like the perfect duo. Um, all right, what else have I got on this list? <laughs> so much random shit on this list. Um, 10,000 at the Melbourne Cup. I, uh, I just really cannot get around the races. I, like, I've never been that much into, you know, horse riding. Um, like, we always have the day off for the Melbourne Cup. We'd watch it, and I'm like, all right, three minutes and it's done. Start to sound like my ACL. No. 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 Um, but, like, even even on, uh, when was it, Thursday, when we were watching the races at the pub, and, like, horse racing is one thing, right? Small dude on the back of a big horse with a whip. <laughs> I don't know if you guys have ever seen the trots, but it's basically small dude in a cart tied to a horse and a whip. I'm like, Peter would have a fucking field day. Like, how this shit isn't cancelled. Because, like, I, it's hard to watch. It's hard to think, like... um. We're just like, you know, strap yourself to the back of a horse in a cart and whip it and hope it goes faster. I don't, it just does not sit right with me. And the fact that we're having like... I know they've really like started to ease all the lockdown stuff, right? Like we're officially out of lockdown. The restrictions are, are going away quickly. But just like <laughs> the fact that, you know, you can have... 10,000 people to basically watch people mistreat horses. It's like, yeah, everyone... <laughs> it's the equivalent of just like, oh, everyone come to the park and watch me kick this dog, you know? It does not sit right with me. The whole... And I think it's the spectacle around the horse racing. No one actually cares about the horse racing. Like, a couple of years ago, like, a, a horse, like, broke its leg on the track and they had to bring the fucking... Uh, the tents up and I was like god they've just killed a horse on national television that is crazy that is crazy and people will come back every single year anyway that's horse racing um (laughs) what the fuck so I write these notes over like a week or two and if I don't get it on one podcast I'll uh like just bring it up on the next one um Okay, here's one for you. Okay, I've um, so I'm reading "Men Who Hate Women" by Laura Bates, right? And I just like I'm not struggling to get through it. It's just like it's a lot to read, right? It's pretty full on. The shit in there is just like viscerally gross. It makes me like I I don't want to sound like a fucking pick me guy, but you're just like I just it makes me dislike men. You know, just as and it's <laughs> obviously not all men, blah, 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 blah. Shut up. <laughs> but like, just, ew, gross. If you've ever read it, it's it's tough. Um, <laughs> but it makes me think, first of all, the, like, the incel, right, because it talks about a lot about um, involuntary celibates. The incel to hating women to killing women pipeline 
is way too big. Like, what the... F- and my question is, right, the the original um, thing with in, involuntary celibacy is that, like, you know, women don't like you, so you don't get laid. But the end goal is to have sex with women, right? In this involuntary celibate, women aren't having sex with me, so... But that is what I want to happen at the end, right? Where where does killing them and, like, where does, where does that fit in? That's not a step on the way in. <laughs> if not having sex with women is your starting point and wanting to have sex with women is your ending point, killing them is an in-between. It, it, it is not a step to the top of the staircase. It is not. <laughs> Sorry. And, and it brings me to the larger point of, does straight men actually like women? You know? Because <laughs> some of the shit I read, hold on, um, uh, I've, page 86. Because some of the shit I read, I'm just like, it has skewed so far from being annoyed that women won't have sex with you, and it is skewed so far into like, Male supremacy and all women are objects, etc., etc. I was like, bro, <laughs> you shut up. Um, where was it? Uh, oh, yeah, here we go. This is the wildest shit I've ever fucking read. Um, uh, it's a so this is about like pickup artists and men who prey on women. Um, to quote, it is easy to imagine a slightly awkward student with little experience of women stumbling across some of these websites after a tentative Google search. Let's say he browses a few fairly mainstream pickup websites on which he's advised in no uncertain terms. First date rule number one, the man is in charge, period. He must be more assertive and take charge. He should tell a woman where to be, what to wear, and make sure she is freshly waxed. Rose. A novice who might start to feel a bit uneasy about this is quickly assured that all women want a strong alpha male and is authoritatively told, as one pickup artist website bluntly puts it, that, and uh, I, like, I'm 95 pages into this book, I've read some insane shit. This shit is insane to me. Sex is about urgency, anxiety, and tension not comfort, familiarity, or rapport. Striving to make a girl feel comfort and trust is anti-seductive. <laughs> Hold up. Wait a minute. Something ain't right. Hold on, what? Say what? <laughs> that, that shit is fucking crazy to me. Because, like, you just flip the script for one second, right? Um, what's a good example? It's just, just anything in life, right? The <laughs> if you want someone to feel truly good about you as a person, like comfort is the big thing, right? You want people to feel comfortable around you because <laughs> the whole what was it? Uh, urgency, anxiety, and tension screams like domestic abuser. 
It's like, you don't want women to like you. You want women to fear you. Like, what What kind of mindset is that? It is truly baffling that the same people in this book who complain about not getting laid are just like, yeah, I want women to feel uncomfortable around me. I want them to fear me. You're just like, yeah, you, hey, <laughs> uh, your attitude is doing that all by itself, you know? That's just fucking crazy, dude. Like, I don't know. I'm not even halfway through this book and I've, ugh, yikes. Um, all right. We're reaching 40, so I'll, I'll wrap this up with... Uh, oh, so a bit of vaccine talk real quick. Um, Kyrie Irving, NBA player, um, doesn't want to get the vaccine, allegedly because he's not anti-vax. He's just anti-anti-vax, I think, or anti-anti-anti-vax, something ridiculous. He made a statement. He was just like, yeah, I just don't like the you know propaganda around vaccines. I was like, shut up, <laughs> shut up. And, like, Kyrie's one of the, like, more open thinkers in just sports landscape as a general. <laughs> but it's funny and why I wrote it in my notes is because um, Chris Brown, the very same, the exact Chris Brown you're thinking of and not the vet, came out and he was just like, I'm 100% on your side, Kyrie Irving, you know, blah, 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 blah. Um, <laughs> hold strong, brother. I was like, oof. If Chris Brown is on your side, you're doing something wrong. It's a general rule of thumb. It's like I read an article where R. Kelly came out in support of Bill Cosby or the other way around. I was like, wow. (laughs) If either of those things happened, you are like on the wrong side of history. It's like uh, in the book I'm reading... Some guy was just like, yeah, Hitler's my hero. I was like, well, that is, that's not just a red flag. That's a, that is a fucking bright red parachute. Um, so yeah, lots happened this week. It's been a lot of fun. Um, I tried to record this podcast last night, but I was just like tanked. I was like, yeah, way too drunk for that shit. So, you know. A little Sunday morning action. Um, so, yeah. Thank you so much for listening to the For All Hours podcast. My name's Jamal. I hope you've had a good week. And I hope you have a better week next week. Summer is approaching. It's about to be the hottest girl summer. Um, stay safe. Get vaccinated. Go out. Have a drink. Live, laugh, love, etc., etc., and I, I will see you next week. Again.